welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Wayne. My this name's Joya Master. My name's Chad. My name's Julia. That's what happens when you don't come around often enough. You forget I how know. this works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're happy to have Julia. It's been. I don't even know how long since you were on a non-negative episode. It's yeah, been... it's, it seems like every time I come, I'm on a negative episode. <laughs> Not on... even like a bonus, a negative. Yeah, like... well, it's because I can always count on you and Brodor to take things in a direction that I can't release. <laughs> and so, <laughs> thus, you guys are my guaranteed font of negative episodes. I think which... the last episode I was on, I colored interesting things. Yes, and speaking of which, for our Patreon backers, I will be getting Brodor back here for a negative episode soon. So bear with me. I'm working on that. But I want to talk about something terrible, but wonderful. Because I would wager there are very few people that are in role-playing games that have not contemplated this at some point. Gosh. Because the nature of role-playing is that you assume the role of someone in this game or this fictional universe or this set of what ifs you know what if the world was like this or history was like that or whatever it may be and it is very very difficult to work that out in a way that does not include some level of self-insert because you start understanding any given universe by comparing it to your own experiences so you look at something and say well how would i react as i think Probably everybody watching a movie. They're like, man, if I was there, I would have totally turned that light on and not put the gun down. Right? It, you know, with a horror movie, whatever. Horror movies are probably the worst for this. But you always kind of picture what it is you would have done in that situation. I totally do that with watching porn. <laughs> oh. Wayne, that is a very different topic. It'll save it for a negative episode. <laughs> But yes, uh, pornography might be an example of where you do a little bit of self-insert. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Yes. So is it sad that I only made the joke because I knew the reaction I would get from Chad? And I already know he doesn't like this topic and he's ready to. I don't even know what the topic is. Chad's just judging. He's always yes. judging. Judgy. The, the, the question is only what what he's judging. And I'm awaiting the delivery of what I shall judge. Well, that is okay. We've already actually gotten there because the, the topic is self insert. All right. Now, I'm not talking necessarily. That about sounds deep. Thank you, Wayne. I'm not talking necessarily about you played you in a role-playing game. Maybe it could be. But I'm talking about simply the thought exercise. And by the way, this is pure indulgence, all right? There is no role-playing advice here. Maybe there is. I don't know. Maybe we'll come to this later in the show. There are a couple actually, of games that actually tell you to create yourself in well, them. And I have played a game where we did all play ourselves. And we did do a total self-insert. But... Let's have a little thought exercise here, because the first game I did it with was not the first game that, at least Wayne, you talked about doing it with. The first game I did it with was Shadowrun, because Shadowrun is set in the relatively near future. I mean, I think The Awakening occurs in, like, 2012. Mm -hmm. You know, it's in the past. And then you have Goblinization. The the Awakening was not one event. It was several events that occur over a timeline that I don't have memorized. I don't know Shadowrun the way I know Battletech. But you had Awakening and Goblinization and all these different things that occurred. You had dragons, but no wireless networking. 
Yes. <laughs> no, they fixed that now. There's yeah, now wireless Yeah, there's no wireless. But yeah, for a long time, there was no wireless networks. And your computer, your, your top in like deck had like two megs of RAM or <laughs> some, some nonsense like that. But it was cute. But nonetheless, killer refresh rate (laughs) (laughs) because of the fact that it occurred in the near future. It was an obvious thought exercise of if the awakening occurred and if we change one thing, which is for anyone who's not big into Shadowrun, let me explain something. There are primarily five races in Shadowrun. You have humans, elves, dwarves, orcs and trolls. So humans are born as humans and remain humans. The orcs and trolls goblinize. So at least in the first round, I don't know where the fiction's currently at. They may have changed this. But at least as of the first telling of the universe, what would happen is you would be born as a human. And somewhere around puberty, think X-Men type thing when you would manifest your powers, you would instead go through this very painful and difficult metamorphosis and you would come out on the other side as an orc or a troll. Mm -hmm. Elves and dwarves first appeared, if I remember right, once again, this is early editions, I don't know where it's at now, they were born that way. So, Like Lady Gaga. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly like Lady Gaga. She is an elf. (laughs) So you would just have two people get together, instead of popping out a human, they'd pop out an elf or a dwarf. Or or, Lady Gaga. Or Lady Gaga, which, yeah, it was probably a Wendigo. <laughs> the three people who play Shadowrun are laughing at that. But <laughs> I laughed. I went I down my list of friends at the time and I tried to figure out, okay, if the awakening happened, and if I assume they did not remain human, and I actually I never ran this game, but I actually had a little chart worked out because I figured out what the percentages were of people that went through transformation that did not remain human. So if they did not remain human, we do a die roll on that, right? Just take a D10, you know, roll that for at least to get within 10% of if they didn't remain human, this is what they would become. And then figure out from there, what sort of character archetype would they most likely be? And I can do that right now. And this is going to be... I'm sure you can. Terrible. (laughs) If you're tall and thin, you're an elf. Yeah, If you're big and tall... You're an orc or a troll or whatever. Right. So, okay. So, if you're my, short. So, you're in my case, over six feet tall, 183 pounds, fine features. If I turned into something other than human, I would be an elf. I think because of my psychology, I would probably be an elf shaman at that. Yeah. Because of the theory, right? Because of religiosity yeah. sort of figures into that. So, I would probably be an elf shaman. I just shaman. never thought about that. Yeah. You would totally be an elf shaman. I would absolutely be an elf shaman. Wayne would be a Lady Gaga. He would totally, <laughs> yes, he would be born that way <laughs> with a poker face. And a I'm bad romances. With a bad romance. Thank you. I was blanking out on our other one hit sort of songs. Wayne, how tall are you? 5'10. 5'10. Okay. So you're not, you're definitely not in elf territory. But you're too tall. It's like John would be a dwarf. I love John, but John would totally be a dwarf. <laughs> I think you'd be an orc. I don't know. You're, you're husky enough. Maybe we could go with troll. Yeah, I don't know the setting enough to know whether I should be offended or not. So no, basically, I mean, orcs and trolls are humans, only they're a little bigger and have dermatological and dental problems. Yes, ah, that's, that's that's not really the only difference. That's, that's not yeah. And I think with Wayne, I would go with he's an orc, and I would probably because of Wayne's sort of 
I don't know, his sort of machine intelligence. I think Wayne would be an orc rigger. Yes, rigger is the best. Although Wayne would absolutely him. be an orc rigger. Chad, I was, I was a rigger. It's farmer. awesome. Yes, you would, <laughs> we'll get to Star Wars. Patience. Yes, I we know. will self-insert on Star Wars shortly. But no, in your case, you're definitely got the height. But you know, you're not well and as hairy as you are. I was about to say you're not that hairy, but actually you are. Your brother's far hairier than I. Am. He is. My brother could jump in a swimming pool unless you ring him out. The pool's empty. People always make fun of me about how hairy I am, like body hair. Yeah. And I grew up with Dan, and yep. thus I grew up with his brother. And I'm. it doesn't even offend me. I'm just like, no, you don't know Tex. I, yes. I am like powder, you know, from that old movie compared to Tex. Chad, Isn't John also really, really hairy? Oh, he is. Yeah. But John and Chad both look like cancer patients compared to Tex. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, I'm just being straight with you there. Mm. That's just how it is. Like I said, <laughs> if my brother jumps into a swimming pool, unless you're ready to ring him out, everybody else is hitting concrete. Yep. But with Chad, you know, I think I'm going to go with you'd be a troll decker. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Isn't a decker that. just somebody who really needs a monitor? I mean, yeah. Pure, I mean, yes, and they like can't but, afford a monitor, so they plug it into their brain yes, for no and, real and reason. You would complain about because you have this phrase where you talk about reaching the end of the internet. Yes, where you have browsed the internet to the point that because you know how you get on Wikipedia or YouTube or Reddit or whatever, mm-hmm. and you link wander, you click yeah. something, yeah. and then that raises something else that looks interesting. You click through to that, and then click through to that, and then click through to that. Two hours later, you're like, I just wanted to know how to replace this part. <laughs> yeah, or even something stupider, like I just want to know when George Washington was born, and now I'm reading about the economic impact of the New Deal as projected into 2030. Mm-hmm. And That's how I read Tony Blair's entire Wikipedia page one time. Wow. but it, It's not fascinating. It's not good. <laughs> I don't recommend it. You'll learn a lot about new labor in Britain. Sweet. But it's what I want to learn. You have this phrase of reaching the end of the internet, which is when you have grown bored of yes. link wandering. The links have hit a dead end where you no longer care about the subjects that they are revealing. You've reached the you've gone from the roots up the trunk and to the end of the branch, and you do not like the fruit and leaves that are there. <laughs> yeah. And I could see you totally for that reason alone, because you can immerse yourself in that. Mm-hmm. Physically you're a troll. You would totally be a decker. <laughs> Except instead of taking like hours to reach the end of the internet, you would do it in seconds. Mm. And then you would be making paperclip sculptures. Well, And so- people would write it off in this totally patronizing way because you're a troll. Yeah. They just assume that's the best you're capable of. So with decking in Shadowrun, it doesn't actually make you faster, does it? Because I mean like, okay, you're doing a Shadowrun, everybody's Street Samurai and Rigor and all that sort of stuff, yeah. right? And then you have the guy who's the decker. And it's his own game yes like it is a completely yeah. separate game that makes everyone sit on their ass or makes him sit on them so he needs to take out the security cameras mess up the pattern uh the, You're the, the rogue clock yeah you, you rogue ninja you open doors you you know disarm well, lace traps after, but you don't actually do that faster it's, it's not like it's well, just you, you do it in a different you, well, you do yeah, you do mind different, frame. I think yeah. you do it faster insofar as... Like, you're, you're more efficient. Well, let's just say it's but abstracted. But it isn't like a dream thing where it's, you know... Right, because let's know. say that... If it takes five minutes it's to like, go and turn the camera off, it takes five minutes. It's like well, being in Tron. Yeah. Because let's say you had a keyboard, and let's say just using Mr. Robot mm-hmm. hacker-type techniques... 
it would take you hours or days to find the vulnerabilities of a system. The Decker could do this in seconds or minutes as opposed see, to hours or see, days. That's what I don't get about it. But, it's like because I look at the Decker and it's like, yeah, they have bad skills and they have software tools, yeah. which are the same things that a hacker with a keyboard and a monitor have. Sure. The only difference is the Decker doesn't have a monitor. Well, yeah, and the loss of the interface layer, yeah. which now becomes purely at the speed of thought, allows you to... No, it's not the speed of thought. Because the decks have keyboards, meaning they still have to type. Well, no, they do black out. They type for a time, but once they're fully yeah. jacked in, in then why they, do they need a full keyboard? Because, why don't they have like three keys and it's just a macro? Because for it was made in the eighties and it looks kind of like a keytar. <laughs> I mean, look, it's not even like we have those one hundred five keyboards. It's like got the extra Jack, tin pin. I am here to explain what you would be in twenty fifty, <laughs> not not what this game was in nineteen eighty nine. Okay. So I, I don't I'm not that intelligent. I can't figure that out. There are some things I cannot unpack. But I can tell you that if a door, let's say it had a vulnerability, mm-hmm. once again, that would take a regular hacker hours to find. Yeah. Yes, you would not do this at the speed of like a microsecond. It would take you a round or two right, rounds sure. or three rounds to do. But you would do it this. It is inception level dream time. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So for Julia, oh God, you're—I would love to tell you you're an elf because that's a polite thing to tell every lady. <laughs> but you're, you're really a gnome. You're too big. So I just mean physically. I don't mean. Like, <laughs> I get it. Anyone seen Julia? She's—I I don't want to say big. I don't mean she's fat. I just. So mean, what you're saying is anyone seen Julia? She's a big girl. Yeah. So <laughs> so you'd be like a, a were whale. Oh, <laughs> No, because uh, so what does a werewolf do when it's not a full moon? Uh, it whales just it like, whales about cruises bars at three in the morning, or I don't know, <laughs> sings <laughs> in a range that most people can't hear. I'm, I'm not really clear, yeah. but no, okay. So Julia like Decker question. I'm going to give you orc mm-hmm. physical adept. Okay. See, yeah, and you're, you know I'm not wrong. You know no. I'm not wrong. I really have no idea what that is. Um, it just <laughs> so Julia. Well, well, all right, I don't want to know. Oh, yeah. fair. But you're going to find out. We move to a setting that we know. So we'll, we? we'll get to a setting that we know. So physical adepts are... Kung fu masters. More or less, yeah. yeah. They're people that use magic, but they only use magic in so far form. as it changes their physical they capacities. punch wizards. They're, yeah. Like, think... Mm-hmm. They're punch Crouching wizards. tiger, hidden dragon. Yeah. They can do that kind of stuff. And it's yeah. magic. It's mm-hmm. not... Well, I love punch wizards. Yeah, and that's what they are. They're, they're like battle mage. Yeah, they're except fast. Mm-hmm. And Julia is, in, just in terms of body frame, tall. Yeah, tall. She's you know relatively compared for most like women, broad shouldered, which is why <laughs> I'd put her as an orc. And she's very athletic and very much into like basketball and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I would go with orc physical adept. Now, Wayne, I'm going to have you do the next one. What a because hardest character. Okay. Is it? Well, hey. Feels about right. Yeah, that's the thing is she cannot <laughs> argue with this because she didn't come up with it herself. And see, this is what the exercise I'm doing right here. I want to express why this is totally, totally not like self-insert fan fiction. Because <laughs> except for the first part where I self-inserted myself. All the rest of it was me talking about other people. Yeah. Have you noticed that we have three ugly ass orcs and one beautiful piano playing <laughs> out? This 
Long fingers Son, and slick hair. You know my bigotries. Do you think I want to be anything but human? I mean, it's you your self-insert. You think I'm yeah. not going to have a problem with the knife ears? You think I'm not going to be probably secretly sympathizing with Humanist Polis Club? I mean, it is your self-insert. Right. <laughs> I, I'm just saying <laughs> mm. that for me to call myself an elf is not necessary. To be a dandelion eater is not necessarily a compliment. <laughs> They're not all vegetarians. You know. Well... Yeah, they, they kind of are. Mm. These these stereotypes exist for a reason. So, Wayne, you did one across the entire podcast. And this was done in a back forum that was not public. Okay. But I want to have you take this one. I want you to go around the table and do the same thing for D&D. Because you had figured out what everybody on the cast was if we were in D&D. I have no idea how long ago that was. But, okay, I'm going to start with you because you're the easy one for okay. me. Make him a troll barbarian <laughs> with a two int. Dan is a paladin. You could, I could see the argument someone might make for a cleric, but as spiritual as he is, that's one aspect. But he's also, you know, that warrior aspect is there. Yeah, and that's why I go paladin versus cleric. <laughs> is that not only would he be, you know, of a religious bent, but he would be a a religious bent that is willing to go out there and stand up for it and fight it and hit it with hammers. For yeah. Moander. Yep. <laughs> for Moander. Mo <laughs> you know, I I tell you, if we were talking Forgotten Realms, because so far every god you've named was from Forgotten Realms, if we were to continue with that, I think the god I would probably be most likely to serve would be Shantia which is the goddess of basically the hearth and home, mm -hmm. the simplicity and the security of home life and agriculture and th this very sort of community-centered sort of goddess. The fertility goddess. No, she's not the fertility goddess. That's, that's a loon, I think. Or I may be blanking out here on my names. That's not the fertility goddess. But she's just about, like I said, the, the hearth, home, harvest. Uh, sounds kind of fertility to me. No, not not hearth, home, harvest, and whoring. The whoring is somebody else. <laughs> but I said I'm, I can't remember what goddess that is. But no, that's that's a different goddess. With with Shanti, it's about just the sanctity and the peace of being at home, being provided for, being warm and secure. You know, she's not the sort of goddess that wants to Luthic really is a uh, fertility goddess. Who is? Luthic. Luthic? Is that orc a... Orc fertility goddess. Oh, okay. That's an orc. I haven't heard of that one. It's an orc one. Mate of Gromp's one-eye. Huh. Oh, yes. He remembers this very clearly because it came up in his last D&D game that he was writing. I, well, sir, Chad didn't know any proper nouns as a miracle. I'm surprised <laughs> he even knows my name. So, <laughs> All right, so Wayne, keep going. Okay. Chad is a bard. From Ooh. a purely... You thought it was bad me calling you a troll. He's never heard me sing. <laughs> you can be an orator. Go yeah. on. I want to hear this one because that's not where I put Chad. I, I actually have a different pick for Chad. So I go farmer. Yes, moisture farmer. We'll get this Star Wars. <laughs> Patience, son. I'm Damn going it. bard for Chad because Chad is the guy that can walk in and he is completely comfortable with the room from the standpoint of walk around talking, interacting. He is the like out, He is the outgoing personality. Yeah. On the other hand, he also is a little bit of everything interest wise. I'm a polymath. A bard is someone who is doing a little bit of everything, not specialized, has a variety of things that they do, and is the center of attention and personality he's a renaissance, and outgoing. And He's a charismatic renaissance dabbler. Okay, Wayne, yep. 
you sold me. <laughs> and that was fast. But that I want you to know, that was an uphill sell two minutes ago, and now yeah. you've sold me. Yeah, no, that's why I go barred with them. Not from a singing or any of that standpoint, right. but... Because there's all different kind of bars. Yeah, you can yeah. be an orator. You sure, can, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe you could be an oratory bard or something like that. So you can be really good at blowjobs. I don't know. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of everything. Yeah, we don't discriminate. <laughs> Julia's harder for me, but I'm going monk. Kind of for a punch lo- wizard. Oh my god! I know, man. But I just, I mean, I'm going to go maybe with the ball shouldn't have been your. Yeah. I'm going to go with an elf monk. That's because you're pretty. Oh, thank you. And I'm not going to make you ugly like Dan did. Monk, though. It's really... Okay. For a lot of the same reason of you're a very physical person, very sporty, very... Sporty spice. (laughs) And I think that that fits well... She's my least favorite. That fits well with a monk. It is a punch mage when you look at what a monk does. Right. But it is about knowing your own body, knowing you, and this really jumps out at me for you. For me... I'm definitely not the outgoing person of Chad. I don't see myself as a bard. I don't see myself as a frontline fighter. All right. I think I would fall more in the probably either the wizard or the sorcerer category That's of what I was gonna say. reading up on things, figuring them out. Wizard, not so stand, much. Yeah. yeah. Stand in the back and toss giant fireballs at people Wait, from a safe distance. Okay. I don't think you would be a sorcerer for the same reason I wouldn't be a sorcerer. Which is to be a sorcerer requires an enormous exploration of and faith in self. And I think you would not be, once again, we would not be a sorcerer for right. the same reason. If I was to put you as a caster other than a wizard, because I agree that wizard is probably most likely. Yep. Mostly you, for the stand in the back and tossing fireballs from a safe distance. Sure. Well, and also you are a sort of person to read up on things. Yep. Get your ducks in a row, then go into a situation. As opposed to kind of walk in and play it by ear. If I was to put you as any sort of a caster other than a wizard, I think I'd actually put you as a warlock. Mm. I could see that. You know, get some kind of a guide or make some kind of a the deal. Pet class. <laughs> well, I don't know. Because it, their pet class was kind of hard to tell who's the pet. But <laughs> I could see you kind of get yourself into a deal and then sort of having to legalize your way out of it. I think if there was a sorcerer in the group, it would be John. And I'm not sure that I would pick that for John, but if I was to pick a sorcerer in the group, you know, you put a gun to my head and said somebody in the Fear of the Boot cast has to be a sorcerer, I think it would be John. Yeah, I think Wizard probably is the best fit for me out of out of it, because Warlock is a lot more... I don't know, Warlock is a lot of making... It is a making a deal and a pact and things like that, versus just yeah, well, I, reading up and researching. Well, and I think... The problem with a 5th edition Warlock is all of the classes either are neutral to each other or synergize with each mm-hmm. other. You know, a fighter and a cleric synergize with each other, sure. that sort of thing. A fighter and a, a rogue synergize with each other in different ways and all that sort of stuff. And it's about teamwork on a mechanical mm-hmm. level. And it's also about teamwork on a thematic level as well. The Warlock really seems wedged in there. And it seems like you've got a person in your group who is not a team player. And they always like to go off on their own and yeah. do their own thing and not even worry about anybody else. And But they still want to participate so they can play a warlock. So, Wayne, yeah. let me... And we, listen, we also talked about pet classes. And in reality, I don't see myself as being a pet class because that is putting your pet in danger. And that's not me. Well, depending on the addition, if you're a wizard, putting your familiar in danger is a really bad idea. 
Depending on the edition. Right. If you go back to like second edition, you could take all but permanent stat losses. In fact, I actually think it was permanent stat losses, barring like wish or restoration or something. Yeah. And I would from, definitely have a familiar as a wizard. But you were you had to be protective of your familiar. They became more disposable in later editions. But in the early editions, man, <laughs> that familiar died. It was a serious issue. Like it was like you lost a con point permanently and it was a year before you could call another one or i mean it was you Ooh, want to yeah. have wide angle vision on your toad yeah I mean, <laughs> it, it was a big deal i mean well, I'm, I'm probably getting the details wrong but i know i'm at least in the right ballpark with a warlock i know one of the things that you really do not like in life is not feeling like you're in control right it's why for example you don't drink much is because you don't like even the concept that something might be influencing your judgment or your decision making which obviously is a huge part of the warlock and if you were a warlock, I think it'd be the sort of thing that you would have made as a quick, rushed, and probably regretted decision early in life. the rest of my life trying to get out of and it. And be spending the rest of your life playing the, the devil and Daniel Webster. <laughs> but nonetheless, I could see you ending up there. Now, I'm curious, though, what made you pick Wizard for yourself over Alchemist? Ooh. I think because standing back and throwing the fireballs... I have been the person in work situations where I'll go into a meeting and I'll be quiet, quiet, quiet. And then I'll say the thing that just explodes and everyone in the room is like, I didn't think of that. Oh, shit. Yeah. I kind of enjoy that. Alchemist is a lot of mixing things. And when yeah. I think about it, well, I like cooking. I really don't like baking. Yeah. Oh, and no. bartender. Yeah. Baking's the best. See, okay. And, and this kind of does remind me of why if I look at going back to myself and Shadowrun, I'd say I'd be a shaman. The two animals I would most quickly align myself with just off the top of my head would be either snake or lion. And not only do I like both animals, but I fit the descriptors of them that are provided within Shadowrun. But another animal that for the same reason I weirdly fit the description of, even though I don't ever really associate this animal with myself, is for the same reason. Because of the fact that in public settings, not on the podcast... But in public settings, I tend to be quiet and thoughtful and then make a very calculated move. Because I actually fit in pretty well with a gator shaman. The hmm. way they describe the gator shamans is very similar to how I function. So back. All right. So, Chad, I'll let you go ahead and start. Star Wars, explain why you're a moisture farmer. Uh, because moisture farmers are great. They are never one for water. They always have it. They're not on the front lines getting killed. I mean, as long as you don't uh, adopt like strange kids or yeah, as long as you don't adopt Luke. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about how many moisture farmers are there in that universe. If you're in one, one gets blown away. Yeah. Okay. That's know. true. How many, you saw a lot of slaughters throughout the star Trek series. Yeah. How many moisture farmers Excuse bought me. it? Star Wars. You don't edit that. Aisha, he needs to pay for it. You saw a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> slaughters throughout the Star Wars series, mm-hmm. you never outside of that one household right. saw a vast purge of moisture farmers. Mm-hmm. Like right. it's not nearly everybody as... needs water. But yeah. And in fairness, he didn't die because he was a moisture farmer. He died because he knowingly took in someone that was right, going... a wanted fugitive. Exactly. Yeah. It was his own fault. He was harboring a fugitive. Right. Yeah. Clearly. You know, <laughs> even though relative and all. Okay, yeah. so Chad, what would Julia be? 
Okay. Uh, Julie would be a moisture farmer. <laughs> because she's Explain intelligent. how and why. Because she's intelligent. And who really want to, wants to knowingly put their life in danger in the horrible vacuum of space uh-huh. fighting freaking Zen wizards? Hey, okay. at least you didn't say space whore. I mean, oh, you're not a space. Who wants to be a space whore? Look. Where how, do we get to Firefly? How did Jabba the Hut and the Twilight chick even do it? Oh, it was. I, I've always I mean, okay, presumed wait, wait. it was status. I don't want to know. I'm sure there are <laughs> things, diagrams. Yeah, I'm things. sure yes. somebody sticky, knows sticky places. Right. What pattern deviant art probably has the answer to this? Yeah, yeah, you could Google it. You're a moisture farmer with your family on a neighboring <laughs> moisture farm. Yes, that is not what I would yeah. picture. Myself so with. I'm going to go ahead and help you guys out here. If you just go ahead and Google Twilight Jabba Boar. You don't even need to know what that means. You will find the answer to these questions. I'm good. Yeah. But Dan, moisture, moisture farmer. farmer. Okay, so why would I be a moisture farmer? Uh, because you really don't want to die in the cold vacuum of space by Zen wizards. You really like moisture. Uh, I mean, you pay your taxes. War doesn't come but to But I'm your idealistic and maladjusted. Yeah, but you're idealistic and maladjusted on a planet where you're making money and you're pretty comfortable okay. and... The war isn't coming to you. So I just sit in the middle of the desert, drink my water, and hate everyone. Desert. You blue, blue milk. You get blue milk. Blue too. milk. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping you're more creative for me because I don't want to live on a desert planet. It doesn't have the to be a desert evil planet. Look at Rogue One. The dude was a moisture farmer. He was, but he also... And it wasn't yeah. a desert planet. It was like Seattle planet or yeah, whatever the hell they I, I don't know why he wasn't just like putting buckets in the river, but... Maybe he was. I didn't <laughs> get into that. Okay. So what would Wayne be? Let's go ahead and get this. Uh, a moisture farmer. Okay. <laughs> why would Wayne be a moisture farmer? Who wants to die in the cold vacuum of space killed by Zen wizards? I mean, come on. They're doing all their... You have a sexless Zen cult yeah. meddling in politics so horribly... Yeah. That the entire galaxy erupts into civil war okay. over it. So I will so certainly grant. Who wants to be a part of that drama? I would never, ever be a Jedi for the simple reason that I don't like manipulation right. and I do like boobs. Right. And as a result, I would yeah. never make it as a Jedi. Yeah, but I mean. And I mean, like. Un- Anakin has it's a, sex. It's, oh, a de- it's a democracy. It is a representative republic for the people and this cult that only certain men are mainly are allowed into have unfettered unregulated control over the backroom politics of that fair it is julia you're right anakin had sex and that's why he couldn't stay a jedi well because he actually wanted to be younglings well okay Ah, forgive that (laughs) slaughtering children will just put sort of as a moral parenthetical but <laughs> to moisture farming. Yes. Because they would have died anyways without water. Yeah. And what water was there in Coruscant? I didn't see any giant rivers or right. lakes or oceans. Or, yeah, what's that huge Coruscant? Uh, uh, That's the big yeah, uh, city planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be in a desert to be a moisture farmer. Yeah. Obviously, there are planets like Desert Planet sure. and Coruscant that need water. Yeah. So really, you're not necessarily a moisture farmer. Maybe you're like a moisture broker. You know, maybe okay. you collect so you're like and a, trade and sell. So and you do like water futures. Hand, handle the logistics of moving so water well, across fast. You could even sit at home short selling water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you see uh, what, what were the names that people got killed? Luke's uh, godparents. Uh, 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 Uncle Owen and Aunt Yeah, yeah. I mean, do they look like hardy, break their back on the land types? I no. mean, 
The, Uncle they, Baru is kind of pudgy. She I mean, well, yeah, old. they had this I mean, sort of was it Pueblo looking yeah. home. Now they had they just put out blue water for some reason. Yeah. I, I don't know where they're even getting this on a desert planet with like probably three well, percent. You know why? You know where they're getting it from. All the goddamn money they're making. They're bringing it in off planet. That's they're the delicacy. They're squeezing the water yeah. out of the money. Right. I mean, if they want to, I mean, they're probably packing it in. And man. then reselling it. Okay. Yeah. Charlie. He's licking my ankles. <laughs> that Charlie's good. a moisture farmer. Yeah. Char- well, Charlie's helping you. He's yeah. giving you... Yeah, I mean, how he's... much money in credits is that in Yeah, moisture? he's giving you starting trade. Yeah. He's giving you the first bit of moisture you can sell on your ankle. I mean, I, I feel tell like you I'd what, be a politician. You Well, I mean, sure, you can get involved in local politics as a moisture farmer. Why not? Yeah. Work your way up. I mean, the empire does not rule planets with an iron fist. They make, you know, broad sweeping policies... But they're not getting down dirty and well, the, the zoning like, laws. The Empire is like the Eye of Sauron. Yeah. They are oppressive wherever they're looking. Yeah. But Who, do they look at moisture except that one except time? Except that one time. How much attention do they really pay to Tatooine, right? Right. Yeah, it's just... It, and again, Rogue One taught us, you don't have to be a moisture farmer in a desert. Yeah. You can be in Seattle Planet. Sure. The most important thing to pick when picking a Star Wars character is not the race or the class, or the job or what kind of lightsaber color you have. It is what single biome the planet you're from is. Sure. Are you from ice planet? Okay. Forest so, planet, desert planet. So where you guys tell me. No, no, I want you to tell oh, us. Okay, yeah, Chad, all right. So what is your biome world? Are you from an ice world or cuz for some reason all these planets just like tumble 360 right. degrees and have no Right, like there's no biodiversity. Right, I I am from Corsica. So, all right, so you're for, you're from yeah, a giant I, city world. Yeah, and I do moisture future trading. Okay, so you're from Manhattan world, and yeah. you, and you short sell right. water. Okay, yeah. what, what, what single bio world? What, what single location in Minecraft is Julia from? <laughs> the parquet floor world. So she can play basketball anywhere she wants. Wow. Well, I'm sure there was a sports entertainment world. <laughs> There's a casino world. Why well, not? There was, there was one it's that because I'm an icy bitch. Wasn't it, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't, You're a punch wizard. Wasn't there something kind of like the huts ran some kind of? It wasn't tattooed. I don't think it was Hutta either. But didn't the huts have some kind of a gaming world they ran? You're asking the wrong person. Okay, so you're saying... I'm just married to a Star Wars nut. So right. Julia would be from a gaming world. Okay. No, a sports world specifically. The Vegas okay. planet. They just haven't been yeah. in the planet. They well, just... And if you played the the night, or rather not Knights of the Old Republic, but the Old Republic MMO, mm-hmm. they actually had an internal game that was kind of like a mashup between like soccer and basketball. Mm-hmm. That actually was a fair amount of fun to play. It was just like PvP sort of game, but it was actually quite a bit of fun to play. You so, are going to hate my answer for this. No, that's fine. I, give I, me a moment sure. to explain. I am at your mercy. Continue. Okay. I don't know the name of the planet. It was the one that the prequels the with the. Catfish, racist people. Naboo. 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 Okay, you'll so, be Naboo. Okay. You're a moisture farmer. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> We've established that. Yes. Right, right. On a planet that has like oceans. The, on the one planet that doesn't seem to be a single bio. Well, He's but, but, selling! But we have incredibly racist stereotypes of black people that live in the water, so I can't take that without causing an incident. Right. So I have to be farming from, like, you, the humidity. You love oceanography. Okay. That's marine biology more marine so. Marine biology. Yes, yes. And that planet is filled with it. Let's sure. ignore the racist cat. You might even be elected queen. <laughs> <laughs> a dancing queen, no Yes. Less. No, I think you'd be very happy on Naboo because it has cities, it has rural areas, it has nice fields and 
beautiful Rainforest. nature, but it also has civilization. But it also has vast oceans that yeah. you can go and explore on your time off when you're not short-selling water to Corsican. Okay. You know, I, I can't say you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm the sort of person that's so reductionist that even if she was called a queen... If she was hot and elected every four years, I don't know that I'd care all that much. I mean, you know, is she really an elected queen or is it just like a semantic? We don't understand. There's a bad translation. We just call her queen, but the truth is she's not. I'm fairly reductionist. So that the the fact that she's called a queen wouldn't bother me. It's like, well, you know, you know, you have a president, but you call him your excellency, which which George Washington was. He was first called your excellency before he got upset by that and said, call me mister. Right. And out of that came Mr. President. But yeah, he, he was originally called your excellency and that really bothered him mm-hmm. so no i could see that that kind of thing doesn't doesn't perturb me yeah. so what about wayne where would wayne uh wayne would be on a desert plant okay i mean he would just be hot and sweaty and his skin all dried out and, and that's why he's a moisture farmer he doesn't sell any of it and he like just... he'd be so red that everyone would <laughs> can't think... there just be a suburb planet oh, like... a planet just of suburbs yeah but that's no desert. cities that's in a desert they would think he like was a dark jedi like, well, yeah, because you had the actual race that was the Sith before yeah. the Sith Order and they were that were red-skinned. Red. Yeah. But then you also had whatever it was that Darth Maul was, because he was yeah, a different race. He the, was. But I, they typically had the black markings on them, too. But yeah, but they were red-skinned. Darth Talon was the same so, race. Oh, jokes aside. No, Darth Talon was a Twilight. My bad. Jokes aside, though, on this, we would take him to Hoth. He loves the cold. Yeah. He loves the snow. Yeah. There are animals there. That's true. And They're super friendly. There's a <laughs> lot of water. There's That's a ton true. of water yeah. and our moisture cartel. That's true. We need a representative on Hoth. Just right. That's right. And in terms of moisture farming, all Wayne would need is a hoe and a shovel. Right. And these may or may not both be tools. And <laughs> he could moisture farm there pretty indefinitely. Mm-hmm. He'd be like the ice people. I forget what they called the job, but on Frozen, the very beginning, mm. they're like farming ice. I know that what you're talking you. about. I don't remember what they I called I forget them. they called him something specific. I think it wasn't it just Ice Farmer? Uh, I don't remember. I've never seen it. Yeah. My daughter watches it every once in a while, and I what? catch some of it, but what? that would be you. And what is this from? Frozen. 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 Oh, Frozen. At the very beginning, it's like jarring because you think Not it's going to be about princesses, and there's a bunch of ice. I still pe- think Frozen would have been so much better if it just had two Lady characters. That, no. Two characters <laughs> added, which is Mr. Freeze and Charles Xavier. And Frozen. You know what? I'm okay with that. It, it, it makes it doesn't fit in there anywhere, but we'll throw on Frozone. <laughs> who voiced Frozone? Was it Samuel? Right. Who voiced Frozone? Was it Samuel Jackson? No. Who voiced him? It should have been Samuel Jackson. Maybe in my mind, I right. just want it to be Maybe Samuel it is. Jackson. You've got the Google machine. So while they're looking at phones and computers and stuff, that is my Star Trek. Star Trek? Ah, damn it. Now we're both now we're, now we're, that grenade. Yeah, now they're going to come and kiss. My husband would the divorce Star Trek me. Adventures Zabrak. Books. That's the name of the race I couldn't think of. Zabrak? Yeah, the, the Zabrak. Darth Maul's Zabrak. Gotcha. So, so my yeah. husband would divorce me if I made your mistake. You know what? <laughs> Somehow I'll make it through the night. Played by Samuel L. Jackson. It is. Okay. Bingo. I remember. So that, it should have been woman. Where's my mother in super suit? So Star Wars, that's what you have to do. You don't pick a class, a race, anything like that. You pick your bio. Sure. Well, and it sounds like you've got this down even farther because we talked about the social contract, right? So mm-hmm. if you're playing Star Wars, you have agreed you are playing something Star Wars-ish. It sounds like you've taken that a step further down of saying, we're playing Star Wars. Let's just accept we're all moisture farmers 
Uh, yeah. Fill out the character from there. Right. Ooh. Why are you a moisture farmer? <laughs> How are you a moisture farmer? We're making good money. We're not getting shot except that one time. We're not getting shot well, maybe at. Maybe we are. I was married maybe into we're the like family. In, maybe we're like I didn't on, want to be a moisture farmer. <laughs> the, maybe we're on like the water planet that's like a reserve and you're not supposed to be farming moisture See, there. you know, that goes against the team mm. thing, though. We're brokers. We buy and we sell water. Okay. Moisture. So instead of fat Tony, it's like wet Tony. Right. Okay. You know, and, you know, we have plants like Hoth. We have plants like Naboo. We have plants like Space Seattle out of Rogue One. You don't have to steal water. Yeah. There's plenty out there. Sure. It's just a matter of going out there and grabbing that brass ring, making those credits. Okay. Not getting shot at, not getting involved in galactic-wide family squabbles that cause the death of millions of people. So we're just going to make money and be safe. Julia, do you have a chosen sighting or do I have to give you one? I don't. Go ahead and give me. Okay. Don't give me Star Trek because I don't know enough. About all right. It. Then I'm going to give you a like different I know pick. Anything about Star Wars. If we were all talking animals and Narnia, what animals would we be? Uh, you saw me looking at your Narnia books. I did. <laughs> Those are well, actually, you're looking at Ted Decker books, but there are Narnia books to the left of the Ted Decker books. That's what I was. Thinking. Oh, I thought you were looking at the Ted Decker books. No. Okay. Those are actually pretty good, by the way. And by the way. They're about people looking for moisture in the desert. I'm not joking. That's right. I'm, I know. I, they know where it's at, I'm man. genuinely they not they joking. They know where it's at. That's Those books are about people looking for moisture in the desert. Okay. So what, animals? Yeah, yeah. So if, if, if Narnia was a place and we were all born there, if you know the setting really well, I'll throw in some of the people as well, but we can't be from Earth. So we can be like Tolmarines or something. If you don't know that, you got to give us an animal. We're talking animals. What animals are we? If I'm an animal, I want to be Lenny Kilmeister. That's not, that's a name. You cannot tell me Lemmy Kim Kilmeister was not an animal. No, but Julia can. So, Julia, all right. What animals? Man, that's hard. If I go by personality. Okay. I don't remember his name, but the little mouse. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Reaper Cheap. Yes, that would be him. So, Chad is Reaper Cheap. Okay. You know, because uh, no, I could see it. I'm the yeah. front man from Motorhead. I could see it. No. <laughs> yeah, just feisty. Just very feisty. Yes, he was. He was very, very feisty. feisty. He was very boisterous. I do not remember this character. There was like. Did you see Narnia? His he was I, in like the. See, I've one. read them. His he, oh, okay. his volume in... to mass ratio was enormous. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so same on loud talker. Is that what you're saying? I, I'm saying you're a strong presence. <laughs> well, more than anything, he he just was very. Um... Call him Julia Fat. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what? so Chad's a reaper chief. Yeah, he's reaper chief. Okay. Oh. Wayne, you're hard. You're a hard one. I would almost probably put you as one of the. Um... Dan does not get to be Aslan. I know. He well, I get could, to there, be there Jesus. Were, there were talking lions other than Aslan. Right. Yeah. Okay. But you don't get to be Jesus. Well, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not asking you to be Aslan. But there are talking lions other than Aslan. Continue. So what? What would Wayne be? Man, that's tough. I don't remember any of the characters. I would actually so put long. Wayne based on. The person, I, well, no, I can't, I can't influence this. I need to shut up. I know what I would put Wayne as, but I can't I would this. almost put him, what's the character's name that she follows into Narnia? Uh, you're talking about the satyr? Yeah. Tumnus. Yeah. So Wayne would be a satyr. <laughs> I was actually, I was close in terms of chronology of the books. But I was actually going to say that Wayne, in terms of how they're presented in the books, reminds me of the beavers. Wayne does oh, like beaver. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Now, in terms of the typical stereotype of a beaver, like in you know shamanistic or pseudo New Age shamanistic sort of thought, Wayne's nothing like a beaver. But in terms of how they're presented by yeah. C.S. Lewis, yeah, Wayne right. is a lot like a, a beaver. So, 
I've never read the books, and I've only seen the movie like once, and I don't really remember it. So well, the beavers are in there, and that's exactly how they're portrayed in the books. So I've got no clue what. It's been a context. long time. I, I think I agree with you. Like, if it was that specific character, it would be him because he's got like this wants to give justice, but like does it not up front, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, which is very much you. If you know what I mean. Interesting. Um, so, but if it, it would have to be that character, I don't know if the rest of them are like that. Okay, but we're, we'll go with what we know of them. Okay, so what about me? Yeah. I have a choice for myself as well, but it's it's going. I'm gonna let your farmer. <laughs> but I need to know what animals doing the moisture farming santa claus <laughs> i feel like you would definitely be more on like the actual fey side in that so like a, an elf again no no there were there were like uh tree spirits, like tree spirits and stuff in fact the so in the the start chronologically of the series not in terms of the order they released because lion the witch the wardrobe was the first one released but the actual first book to occur chronologically was Magician's Nephew. And a guy and his wife go to Narnia, and they have three kids. And to avoid incestuous relationships, the three kids are married off to tree spirits, where, like, the trees, like they, the trees can, like, assume, sort of, like, dryadic. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were sometimes male. Son, you can't marry your sister. Okay, that, that's legit, Dad. You got plow an oak. <laughs> 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 Hope you toughened up your... Because you're going to be nailing a tree, if you know what I mean. But they they, uh, they could take on these sort of dryadic, sort of like human forms that were supposed to be noble and whatever. Mm-hmm. I just see the choice I had for myself, and this is going to sound so arrogant until I explain it, is I would have picked dragon. Because the dragons had a strong presence, but also tended to be tortured and self-loathing. Edgelords. Uh, no, more, I guess, emo than edgelord, but the edgelords were, well, I mean, there definitely were edgelords in there, but they were more, they am blanking out now, but like, there were some of the evil races, many of which actually converted to good after the Lion, Lich, and the Wardrobe, like Minotaurs was one of them. Mm-hmm. They actually switched sides. They um, did. So, Julie, what about you? I don't know. So you I, gotta pick something. I'm bad at this. See, I'm even getting this confused because I once watched a parody of it. One of those, you know, they had for a while they were porn parody or no, not a porn parody. Not yet. For a while they were doing all of those parody movies of the every summer there would be a new porn, a new. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, every every summer there is new porn. (laughs) Every summer there would be a new parody of whatever the new flavor was. Yeah. So they did one as a parody of all the superhero movies. Okay. They did a parody of the horror movies. I remember there was a parody that parodied. Narnia. 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 Yeah, Chronicles of Narnia. And all I remember from it was they were going after the white bitch. The <laughs> yes. white bitch. Are you talking about the... Uh, oh, She loves her pumpkin it, spice instead of yeah. turkey. Sandberg <laughs> did a Narnia song. Somebody... I, I heard them shorthand The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe to be in the book that makes everyone think they like Turkish Delight. <laughs> Have you ever actually had Turkish Delight? I like Turkish Delight. It I is freaking it. disgusting. I oh, I like disagree. it. Disagree. I, I like cannot it. stand it. So, all right. I've got a pick for you, Julie, but I'm I curious. stalled for you to give you time. I know, yeah. yeah. I've, well, I've got a pick it. for you, and I want to hear what, but... I would honestly probably go the centaurs. I could see that. That was not my pick, yeah. but I, I could see that. Because they're really, they're just, I don't know. I don't know why. I just feel like that would be me. No, they, they're, they're, they're very, really, they're strong. And they speak their minds. Yeah, they're very they plain. Are things? they punch mages? I was going to no. say, do they punch things? Uh, do they more, have magic? More sword and, and arrow, but... 
they, I, they no, can punch things. They certainly them. are physically yeah. athletic. I mean, yes. I would grant that. They have a certain level of pride and sort of uh, self-image or whatever that they maintain. So I could see that. I was actually going to go with something similar, not quite the same, which was one of the merfolk. Because okay. the merfolk were very supportive. They were very engaged, They were a little bit more motherly. But they were also the a bit centaurs. more standoffish. Like, they yeah. weren't right up there in your face. But when you needed them and when you were, like, where they were, they were all in. Mm-hmm. And with that kind of fits that probably makes, you behave yeah. as well. I forgot the mer people existed because... I haven't read the books. Well, they only play a big role, like one of the books. Yeah, it's like the Voyage of the Dawn. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've. That's the only book they play any significant role in. All right, so we're in this war. It has to end. This is Fear the Boot. Mm-hmm. What mech? See, I didn't. Does everyone want to pick me. for themselves, or do I need to assign? I did not. I, I'm not a mech warrior person, so I couldn't. Uh, a utility mech that cuts down trees for lumber. See, I was going to give you what's called the hot hammer. The hot hammer is a yeah, you were as, <laughs> as either pornographic or after dark roadside. <laughs> like if you can finish this, your meal's free, sort of thing. As it sounds, the hot hammer is a warhammer variant mm-hmm. that has flamers on it oh. and was used yeah. as a. It was a fire support mech that also had an insurgency and utility capacity. So it, it had a multi-role sort of purpose where it still packed the big old PPCs, mm-hmm. but it also packed the flamers and such for doing things like creating fires and manipulating the battlefield. Mm-hmm. So if I was... A pit, I want to be on the battlefield. <laughs> well, I've got a family. I, I don't... Then, it's dangerous out there. I just okay. want to make money and sell my moisture. You know what? Tough <laughs> <laughs> There's no moisture farming back. So I'm sure there is in like Dark Ages or something. But within the primary Battletech canon that I care about, there was no moisture farming mech. I'm sorry to tell you. So, See, that's why I wanted a lumber mech. Because there is one. Yes, sir. Well, in Dark Ages, at least, there's yeah. a lumber mech. Unless you're talking about, like, you're going to turn the hatchet man into a utility mech. And it's just hey. gonna, you're just going to clear-cut forest for, like, Brazilian farmland. Right. So, Wayne, let's see. You know what? It's a relatively sturdy, stompy mech that is pretty good in a variety of situations. I'm putting you in a Thunderbolt. The same mech that killed your first Battletech character. <laughs> You've reincarnated, and that's what you're going to pilot. Nice. And I'm going for the Locust first, because the Locust. <laughs> right. Super dangerous. You've learned the hard way. The Locust is dangerous. Yep. What would you guys put Julia in? Moisture Farmer? Yes. <laughs> yes. The mo- the, the MST dash four D moisture farmer. Right. Hmm. I don't know. What do you want to be in? I I don't know anything about Mech Warrior. I actually was thinking Locust, but the other thing I was thinking was and I don't know why this is jumping out at me, but I don't even know what to call them, but the planes. Oh well the, Aerotech? Are you yeah. talking about actual aerospace fighter? Talk about the LOM mechs, the ones that actually The actual aerospace fighters that swoop down and rain death from above and then okay. fly back up. So you're talking about putting her in like a fighter bomber. Yeah. I could kind of see that. The other thing that I would consider putting her in is a lesser known thing. It's not a mech, which I realize is kind of dodging the original question because it's supposed to be a mech, is the Kanga. The Kanga <laughs> is a... Is a Do I hold babies? Is a hovercraft <laughs> that is jump capable. Hmm. And so it was meant to get... You know in- what's weird? Hovercraft. You know what's weirder? 
a hovercraft with rockets on it. Yeah, but what it was meant for is it was meant for rapid deployment and extraction. That it was meant to go into a place, create havoc. Don't we have helicopters? And then extract. Well, because the helicopter is always in line of fire, the Kanga can be covered by terrain. The Kanga, when it jumps, it's going to be in the line of fire. Well, you don't have to jump. You can just hover about. Yeah, Yeah, like a helicopter. But if you want to jump. But if you want to jump, it's there. Yeah, so if I, I did want to join the Air Force, does that make sense? So if I was to put to Julie like in a Mac, I, I I can't think now what it's called, but there was a medium fire support Mac that was actually designed for both escort capacity and to deal with... Are you with calling me a hooker? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Were-whale hooker, apparently. For protective <laughs> escort that packed a ton of medium lasers and was designed to do, like, protective escort... And also to keep armored infantry at bay. And it was an inner sphere design. I certainly would not put her clan mech. There's nobody I hate enough to put in a clan mech. But I can't think what it was called. It was out tech readout 3055. And if my gaming library was in the recording studio, which it's not, it's in the AP room, I would look up what it is. But there was a... You're a huge nerd. I know. I am <laughs> a huge nerd. Now, come on. For mine, it's got to be easy here. I, I, I'll give you one of maybe three or a four. Stinger. No. I'll give you maybe you don't get to decide. <laughs> well, all right, fine. You have to sell me here. on why the Stinger is the right pick. Uh, because it's an awesome-looking mech from Robotech. It looks like a jet that can walk. It's holding a gun. You um, love guns. Yeah, I'm not sold. That's it. Yeah, I don't know the mechs even by name well enough to even come close. I know the Wolverine. Mm-hmm. But it's not really good at anything in particular. It's a medium size utility. Yeah, I was a trying charger. To... You wouldn't actually use it as a mech. It's just this giant slab that you just sit down and you would do your. That's irresponsible. You would foolish. do your moisture brokerage from. It's like an <laughs> office moisture. building. No, if you're gonna okay, there is a mech I would accept, right? That I could do my moisture brokering for. Right. Because it has an office on it. It has its own attached building. It's the only mech I'm aware of in Battletech that has a building on it. It's a Cyclops. And the Cyclops is one of the three or four that I'd say, if you were to say, pick a mech and run with it, Cyclops You're not is, running with a Cyclops. No, well, maybe you're, you're ish, sitting there. Not looking really. Pretty. Yeah. But being in moisture. Office. Yeah. But I, I could do that day. I actually kind of like Cyclops because I see you as the. In the Battletech world, I see you as more of a C three. Yes, and watching the, the field and discre- you know, well, and when out we orders. played Chrome Hounds, which was a mech game on the Xbox, and like Chad and I played, and we played with some a whole bunch of people. One of the roles was you could play a command mech that had command based abilities, like could see things on the battlefield and tell people truths about the environment they could not see on their own. And I did that. Great freaking A. I mean, I'll totally admit I was mediocre to crappy in other roles. But in that one role, I always had the A game. So I could see Cyclops as definitely being one of my picks. Probably my go-tos would be either the Marauder or the Wraith. But I could, I think Cyclops, if someone was to assign me and we were to get my own choosiness out of the way, there's a very good chance that that is where I would yeah, end up. The C3 aspect of it is why I think that's the fit for you. I know what a Marauder is. I don't. I played like the tabletop mech game and when it first came out with my brother. And I remember the Marauder because mm-hmm. I thought it was cute because I was four. Yeah. Or something like that. I was really cute. young. It is cute. So the mech I was thinking of for Julia, I did look up the name. It's called the Komodo. 
Mm-hmm. So the Komodo is what I had in mind for Julia. It's a 45 tonner. I technically got 3055. Fantastic. So I don't know what any of that means. Well, you should. And if you don't, you should play more Battletech. If or you, less. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> everybody, really everybody got time for Battletech. If you ain't got time for Battletech, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You're squandering it. You're a long time squandering it. I'm playing with my toddler? Boring. <laughs> it is. Yeah, actually. Exactly. <laughs> the, the kids are kind of bored. So <laughs> yeah. both my sister and my brother are in the process of teaching their kids how to play Battletech. Get your shit together. She's too. Well, that's not my problem. <laughs> if I hand her dice, she just collects them because they have colors. That's a place to start. You tell her to pick a mech by color, and at least then you know which faction. I'll, I'll get you a copy of Camo Specs, and based on our favorite colors, you can at least start figuring out what her favorite faction that. is. But she's like, oh, I like, you know, blue and white. I'll be like, okay, she's... Green a, and purple. Okay, I'll have to look up what that is. That's her favorite color. But I'm sure in Camo Specs, somebody's using green and purple. I'll tell you what faction she represents. You sure you're not talking about, like, the Scottish? It just feels I'm like... Talking, when I'm talking about Battletech, I am talking about Battletech. There are no two. All right, so I am going to say one comment very quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so... The one thing that I think is useful about the self-insert exercise, which I'm throwing at the end of this this You said there was going to be no advice. I said there probably wasn't. Okay. You or maybe I, I don't know. But every exercise in role-playing is, to some degree, a self-insert. Because even if you are playing a character that is far off from you as you can get, it is still a character created by your mind, placed into that world, and you have to unpack the world through that button lever and entry point of that character you know sometimes you're deciding what you're going to do based on what you would do so you're doing the opposite precisely even if you decide well i would do x but this character has some issue where they would do y instead you still started with your own interpretation therefore as ridiculous as self-insert fanfic is and as ridiculous, uh, I've seen good games. So as ridiculous as self-insert RPGs tend to be. And once again, I have seen some good ones. I think the usefulness of the self-insert exercise is you do start to understand the context of the game world in the perspective of a real person. And that gives you a thought exercise from which to start deviating. So if I was like this, then what would someone who is different from me in these ways be? In the same way that I can look at Shadowrun and say, Wayne is not me, but if Wayne is in Shadowrun, here's what I would, I think he would be and why. To start with myself, I believe, is the best entry point for that. Plus, on top of that, let's be honest, it's, it's a ton of fun. I mean, part of role-playing's attraction is escapism. If you offered me a battle mech, I would absolutely take it. I have no idea what I would do with it other than moisture farm. And <laughs> <laughs> You know, I would live in the, the trailer that's attached to the Cyclops because who would dare evict me? <laughs> but, you know, it's nonetheless. I think it's a fun exercise. So anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great week and great games, and we will catch you next time. 